Hi, and welcome to Dietless Living 360 Degrees, Overcoming Weight Loss Obstacles with me, your host, Katie Gordon. As a weight loss coach, I help people overcome their weight loss obstacles in six simple steps so that they can lose weight their way and lose it for life. The old saying that it takes a village to raise a child is exactly the same for trying to reach our health and weight loss goals because the obstacles we have to losing weight also reach out into the other areas of our life as we often have challenges with relationships, work, our businesses, our career, finances, problems in the home, either with our home or maybe we're wanting to move house. We have problems with our family and obstacles in other ways. Sometimes we have injuries or other more complex issues. And sometimes we're dealing with grief and loss. And whilst how to overcome waste loss obstacles in six simple steps helps you to enjoy happy, healthy habits in those challenging times, we also need professionals to help us resolve those actual obstacles. So with that in mind, Dietless Living 360 Degrees brings in those other professionals to help you overcome those obstacles. And today we have Ingrid Galloway. Ingrid is the founder, relationship coach and chief relaxation officer of Kayangan. She's been a relationship coach for 13 years and a spa therapist for 23 years. Ingrid's work has always focused on stress, relaxation and relationships as she completely understands the importance of healing from past traumas and strengthening relationships with the self and with our intimate partners. She does one-to-one coaching sessions, group online couples massage sessions, and retreats for stressed people, broken-hearted singles, and loving couples. She was a finalist in the BX Business Excellence Awards for Coaching Business in 2021. So welcome to the show, Ingrid, and thank you so much for coming today. It's such a great pleasure to have you here. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do and the main way that you help your clients? Yes, certainly. Thank you so much, uh, Katie, for this opportunity to speak to your tribe and uh, to share some information. Yeah, thank you. So I am a relationship coach and I call myself chief relaxation officer simply because I literally make thousands of people relax. And I do that through touching them, you know, through massage, bath therapy, facial, manicure and pedicure, etc. And also with relationship coaching, I do one on one coaching. So uh, most of my clients are couples, some broken hearted singles. And um, I love conducting women's circles, online couples massage lessons. So I'm not limited just in Sydney because they're, um, uh, that's where I am in Sydney. Um, I can reach people, you know, uh, more than just Sydney people uh, with things online and I do retreats as well. So, yeah, I'm here to help um, stress people, especially. And you, I love it that you actually work with broken hearted singles because I think they're a missed group. <laughs> Definitely, there is a, a perfect avatar for me. Yes, I've, I've experienced that before. So that's why I uh, love to help them now, you know, giving back. Well, 
it's it's part of the healing process. And if you can move through the, the healing of a broken heart quicker and come out the other side ready to try again, ready to look for love again, I think that is the most wonderful thing because there's a lot of single people out there who actually have had their heart broken, lost the love of their life or, you know, maybe just lost their trust or for whatever reason, and they really want love. We all want to be in a relationship, yet are too afraid to go through the process of, you know, dating and looking for somebody new and putting themselves in that vulnerable position again. So I, I do really love that you're out there to, to um, help them and show them that it, it is easy to move forward and That's find right. love again. Yes, we are only limited uh, by our mind, <laughs> as you would understand totally. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I did not know that about you. So that's wonderful. And thank you again for coming on today, Ingrid. And one of the things that I really like to talk with my guests about are the hardships that they've gone through because we're all human and we all go through hardships of in life and I think it's so great when we share our stories because it helps us all to understand oh I'm I'm not alone in what I've been through and also we often hear new strategies from from everybody you know like when they share their stories everyone has a way that they they dealt with what they went through and the lessons that they learned. So could you tell us about a time that you've, uh, you know, a great hardship in your life and how you overcame it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I have two big ones. Number one is when I left um, Indonesia. That's where I'm from. That's why my business name is Kayangan, because that's from ancient Indonesian language um, to leave um, Indonesia to Australia to kind of like escape from my mother. <laughs> I have mother issues. Um, and then uh, secondly, uh, well, I left to get married to my first husband. And secondly, uh, the, the biggest hardship was actually divorcing my um, first husband. Right. Yes. Yes. So, so tell us we, were, we were married for um, 10 years. Um, I was young to begin with, and we were married for 10 years. And um, unfortunately, it was an abusive relationship. So after three attempts, then I left. Yeah. And how was that for you? So you married him before you came over? Or you married him when you... No, no. I came here to get married to him. Okay. Yes. And you were together for 10 years. And mm -hmm. so obviously a lot of things happened in that 10 years. You stayed in yes. that relationship for that length of time. And then it would have been hard to leave because I, I, I know what it's like to be in relationships that are unhealthy for us and, yes. and how bizarrely weird it is for us to leave them. So could you maybe share with, um, if, if you don't mind, yep. some of the, the process that you went through that got you from being in the relationship to leaving? Because, you know, our brain is so naughty. It just wants to, you know, its whole motto is better the devil you know, even if that devil that we know is harming us, whether it's food or relationships or whatever. So how was it? that you, you leveraged yourself to move on. Yes. 
So simply, uh, my ex would like to change me for someone that I wasn't. Uh, so I was, because I did something uh, bad and uh, through guilt and shame, I uh, I became very, very submissive and naturally I'm a rebellious um, kind of person and uh, just not being myself wasn't very healthy to me. Um, I was depressed, you know, uh, highly, highly stressed and cry, uh, you know, very often. So... Yeah within those 10 years of marriage almost every day we fought with each other and uh simply not healthy um eventually i gained the courage to leave the relationship it took three attempts because you know domestic cycle uh domestic violence cycle you know <laughs> you uh, go through um happy uh moment you know honeymoon period and then you fight and then you break up and then the perpetrator, you know, apologize and start to make everything rosy again. And then you uh, accept them back and then you go back around the circle again and again. Yes, it's, so, yeah. it's such an unhelpful dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, eventually, until I truly listen to my soul that, OK, this is I can't stand this anymore. Like how how often do I have to go through this on and on and on and on and uh I plucked up my courage and I left. So yeah, that's my journey. It took it took years for me to actually do that because in my mindset to begin with, I got married once um, for life, you know. So that that was in the wedding veil. Yeah. Um, till death do us part. However, it's just not meant to be. Yeah. Yes. And it's so hard, right? Because there is that thing in relationships. Um, I remember talking to my psychologist friend about it one day, you know, like, so why do we do these things that we do? Why do we stay there? And she yeah. was explaining it's because the, the mind just says, okay, I know this isn't great. It's not even really saying that, to be honest. But she said, you know, the brain is just saying, I understand the steps here. I know that I will do this. That will happen. That will happen. That will happen. And whilst the outcome may not be very a very happy one, at least the steps are known. And yet when we think about leaving a relationship there's so much unknown happening out there and we we can't kind of grapple with ourselves to step into the unknown and it's not that we can't grapple with ourselves it's our mind which as you know and this is I'm guessing a lot of what you work with your clients because you've actually been through it yes definitely I mean our brain is designed to keep us safe as simple as that so uh, we already know something even though it's unpleasant we know that you know so i want to keep myself safe because the unknown may have you know even greater risk because i know nothing about it yeah uh, so it it definitely took time for me to pluck up the courage uh, also some encouragement from good friends as well saying like uh, after seeing me you know day in day out just crying yeah. um ingrid like really there's a lot of fish in the sea so they say yes Yes, eventually I, I got out. Yeah, much happier, much happier now. <laughs> yes. And um, if you don't mind my asking again, so because all your family was in Indonesia, is that yeah. right? So you only ha you didn't have the support of family here. You yes. you 
it would have been a lot harder. You did say, you just said that you had some friends that were there to support you. So in your um, hindsight of how it all unfolded for you as you led up to becoming, deciding to be single and leave and how it went for you afterwards, is there three tips that you could give our viewers if they happen to be in a similar situation at the moment? Is there three tips that you could give them that might help them to make close that gap between wanting to leave and leaving and what to do afterwards yeah definitely number one is to listen to your heart listen to your soul that okay uh i can't bear this anymore if that's what your heart is saying then um try to pluck up the courage to uh get out of the relationship seeing the bigger picture Okay, the bigger picture is I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be loved. I deserve to love myself. And me in this toxic environment, I cannot love myself because I am not being accepted for who I am. Yeah. And number two is to ask for support. So don't be ashamed. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel shy to ask for support. Maybe friend support, professional support, you know. There are support out there if you allow yourself to be vulnerable with those people and simply put your hand up. I need support. For sure, you know, there's a lot of kind-hearted people that would like to help you in ways that they can um, do that. And then number three, uh, before jumping into another relationship, definitely set aside time to heal yourself so you don't repeat the pattern a lot of um, people that I uh, can see maybe my uh, clients maybe uh, some friends or uh, friends of a friend they jump they quickly jump into another relationship um, rebound as you probably have heard before and they haven't learned the lesson yet so for me it is healthy to have a pause for the moment have a pause um, heal yourself, learn uh, whatever you could learn from the past, and then you can open up yourself again for a new relationship. When you are clear in your body, in your mind, you become more attractive towards um, the right kind of partner. Because you, if you are fully um, still in victim mode, carrying that baggage from the past, then you may attract uh, similar so uh, someone that is mirroring so someone with also a lot of baggage someone uh, that needs to be looked after the same kind of person that you actually don't want to attract you attract the wrong person yes you remind me of something I heard Marianne Williamson say once you know she was talking about um a lady that she knew and they were saying god I just I just don't know what's wrong with me. I keep attracting all of these, you know, the same type of man and it's obviously the wrong man. And Marion Williamson says to her, darling, the problem's not that you're attracting them, the problem's that you're saying yes to them, you know, that's the challenge that you have to make to yourself is to go, oh, you're there, but just because you're there doesn't mean I have to say hello, come on in. <laughs> 
That's right. I love that analogy. Yes. Yes. Um, and actually, one of the other things that you uh, said there was about, you know, we go from one relationship and we don't generally have a gap in between to take a breather and take stock and, uh, you know, gather ourselves together. But also I noticed what a lot of uh, men and women do is um, I think it's been called hand over fist, which means they actually wait until they've found a new person to go to. So they basically leave one relationship to go straight into another relationship. And I know sometimes that has worked out for some people that I know, but most times it, it doesn't work out. Is there any uh, tip? you might or advice you might have for people who find themselves in that situation um i reckon it is healthy if if you already found uh, another person before you embark into a serious serious relationship um go and see a relationship coach or counselor to actually set the the foundation of this new relationship Right. So therefore, before uh, previously, before we got married, we got uh, premarital counseling with yeah. our praise, our ministers, something like that. Right. This is very, very important. Nowadays, I understand that uh, many people, they don't get married anymore, especially when it's a second, third, fourth relationship. Uh, they just, you know, live together de facto. There's no judgment whatsoever. However, I uh, my one advice would be um, seek that professional help. So uh, set your boundaries, okay? Uh, what are the non-negotiables for me? Uh, what are the non-negotiables for you? So then we can go into the relationship fresh, understanding each other, understanding the style of communication that we normally do or say uh, in intimate relationships. So you don't um, misunderstand each other and you don't tend to fight or bicker because the differences in communication styles. Yes. And it's such a great point because, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, leadership classes out there for people in corporate, right? And there's all these trainings for communicating with with um, staff, with your uh, with your you know bosses, with everybody at every level. And yet, there's not really any um, level of education for communicating within relationships, which are the trickiest ones to negotiate your way around. And I just love how you do actually do, because you do do the uh, premarital coaching. Yes, coaching. Yes. And I think that is amazing. And like you said, not everyone gets married. So hmm. even if you're just thinking about moving in together with right. somebody, it would be such a great thing to do is to have that premarital coaching just before moving in, because moving in together is, ultimately the same in many ways as I'm let's getting married yeah exactly uh it can well the two parties come from a very different background you know so you need to understand what's the common ground what's the you know non-negotiables and also what are your goals together so you can support each other in ways uh, that uh, you can yeah. also especially if you're bringing another younger person into the relationship like kids yes uh, that becomes even 
uh, juicier. This this new relationship becomes juicier because you're you're bringing a child or kids into the new home, uh, and that can make things trickier. That's why it's it's definitely very healthy to communicate that beforehand. Yes, I have a friend that they do relationship reviews every. I can't remember if it's every six months or every year. And the purpose of the review is to sit down and just have a review. I think they both work in corporate, so they're both used to having, you know, those kinds of conversations in the workplace with Mm. either their boss or their staff. And so they've just adapted that and went, we're going to do it in our relationship and just check in and make sure that we're all on path, that we're all working together. You know, they've got kids and they've got multiple things going on. And like you say, check that their their dreams and goals are still aligned, that they're doing this the same things, you know, that they're both working towards the same thing. They're both enjoying this, their own individual lives as well as partnership and all of those things. And it seems to be working exceedingly well for them to be doing that. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, relationship review. Oh, I like those terms. I may use it myself. <laughs> I highly recommend regular check-ins. That's that's my language. Uh, to couples, you know, um, regular check-ins, maybe start with a few questions, uh, different check-in, different question, and provide equal amount of time. So not just one person talking, dominating yeah. the whole conversation, but it needs to be win-win uh, for everyone. It needs to be fair. Yes, and, and I, I imagine, like, it's going to come down to the great questions, right? So, you know, you've got a structure that you follow and that you converse over that. It's a really great thing. And I just can see that your relationship check-ins would be wonderful for anyone in relationship. We should all be doing it. So one of the other things I like to talk to my guests <laughs> about is, so we've talked about the hardships and in your hardships, you had two hardships there. It was leaving your your country of origin, your family yeah. home, your friends and everything you knew to come over. Is that the greatest risk that you ever have taken for yourself or is there something else that would come under the biggest risk you've ever taken and and why did you take it? Yes, uh, well, two actually relating to my uh, two greatest hardships. Um, number one, leaving a country, obviously, you know, I, apart from my husband, my uh, then husband, I knew nobody else um, in this country. Um, yeah. Well, I actually knew just one cousin uh, living in Sydney. However, we didn't meet uh, very often. So that's one, you know, uh, moving country. That's that's a very big change. And, and different um, cultures. It's not just leaving cultures. one yeah. one Indonesian, you know, country for like a. I mean, I could go Australia to the UK. There's a a, gra- a great similarity between the two. But you went from Indonesia to here. Yeah. Yes, uh, mind you, I feel uh, not initially, but eventually, I feel more home here than than in Indonesia, because. As my mother said, oh, Ingrid, you are too Western-minded to be an Indonesian. Well, I guess maybe she's right. <laughs> so that's the the big risk of, you know, living um, a country and uh, living your former life. The yeah. second one is also to 
leave my first marriage as I discussed earlier in the main point is the financial risk because I wasn't the breadwinner of that relationship mm -hmm. and obviously I had to support myself financially that's the risk you know can I uh, support myself I had a mortgage um, he had a mortgage so uh, luckily at the end of our relationship we actually uh, became civil with each yeah. other and we used the same um, attorney yes yeah to separate our uh, asset and whatnot and I, I got one apartment uh, however you know heavily burdened with this mortgage and eventually I had to sell my apartment uh, yeah financial risk and I can understand why a lot of uh, women stay in toxic relationship because of their fear of am I going to be able to feed myself and especially yes. if you have kids yeah. uh, with my kids as well so I might as well stay in this toxic relationship because he's actually providing for me yes so yeah that's the risk and and that's the bigger they're the biggest stumbling points as to why people don't go right is because exactly that and especially for women who are in relationships where financials are withheld yes from them i know that's not yes. all uh relationships in a domestic violence situation or just in unhappy marriages but it does happen a lot and so it means that the woman has a lot of there is a lot of risk mm -hmm. as in how they're going to plan to do things i know a few women who have been in that situation and have had to pack up and hightail either in the middle of the night with very little belongings or they've waited till their partner's gone on a, you know, I think a trip or, or whatever and then packed up and hightailed in that, in that little window of time that they have. And, it, it yes, yeah, such a big risk to do. So well done you on doing that and facing that because it, it's so challenging. Yes, eventually, you know, I lost everything. So I lost uh, my properties and I lost my furniture. And my mom said, Ingrid, you know, look at you. You you lost everything material, but mom, I gained myself. Yes. And that's the most important ingredients in my life. Yes. What I said. Because with you, you can rebuild anything. Exactly. And I have I had beliefs in myself that, uh, you know, I am a capable person. I can get a job. I can earn money and I am, you know, um, smart enough to uh, meet um, ends. Yeah. Yes. To provide for myself. I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, really, honestly, thank you very much for sharing that because that's the real stuff that is such big obstacles for people, you know, the weight obstacles that people have. And when you're thinking about relationships and they can't really start to deal with their health and their weight until they think about how to deal with that kind of a, a situation. It's a hefty situation and they don't know where to start. They have so many um, competing demands and weight and health tend to go to the bottom because survival hasn't been met yet. And mm. that's what you're talking about is when you leave, you're, you're planning your survival. I have to survive the relationship, but I have to survive also if I leave and how am I going to do that? It's, it's the worst predicament to be in. 
Yeah. Would you help people? Can Is that part of what you do is if somebody is in those situations that they can come to you for that sort of counselling and assistance? Uh, not when they are uh, fleeting. Um, yes. There are many uh, places that will um, take uh, people at risk. Yes. Definitely. And then I can help after they uh, settle themselves within uh, that environment. And then when they are ready to heal themselves, then I can take them on. Awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. But not during the fleeting moment. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so tell me, we've talked about the hardest things you've been through and the risks that you've taken. Is there, um, like I always say, you know, there's a, a couple of events in my life and I always refer to them as the hardest things I've ever voluntarily put myself through. So because most of our hardships in life seem to be thrust upon us, either, mm-hmm. you know, from the outside world. So is there um, an obstacle or a challenge that you voluntarily put your through that you kind of refer to or think of as, holy crap, that was just one of the hardest things I ever did I had one person that told me about their bungee jumping so it can be anything (laughs) (laughs) sure um I didn't think uh, of this voluntary thing as the biggest um hurdle however it was a challenge it was a challenge so um the um, voluntary thing is I I was a choir conductor for 16 years why and it was a voluntary job so i i was being asked you know uh, by someone to become a choir conductor for church choir and uh yeah so i did it and then eventually i got out especially after my divorce i got out of church and then um i formed um community choir myself with my uh, second husband and uh yeah the the challenge it, it was hard simply because as a leader in this particular group, you know, you need to uh, make sure that everyone sing in harmony. <laughs> yes. And, you know, the challenge is someone like to sing very, very loud. Someone <laughs> like to sing very, very soft. And someone that sings loudly, loudly, uh, simply out of tune. And because, <laughs> and because this is not a paying um, choir, you know, uh, they they are they are still in the group, <laughs> even though they can't sing. <laughs> so that's the challenge, right? <laughs> how how do you harmonize um, all these different people? Okay, so and then you need to follow uh, when the song needs to go to crescendo, decrescendo, uh, making uh, the song become even more beautiful than you in originally uh, thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So crafting. Uh, being creative so that's the that's the challenge and how did it work out in the end all good I love it I absolutely love it are you still doing it no 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 no. it it was I call it my my past life yeah I I (laughs) I did it in my past life (laughs) so yeah it was it it was so much fun I got really a a boost of adrenaline out of it and I absolutely it became a passion initially it was a challenge and but then it became passion and the people the the choir members said like oh my god Ingrid you know you you were firm like we were afraid of you as as later but then the the result was beautiful so they felt that I was the 
the best conductor uh, compared to the other conductors that uh, that were serving as well at that time. Uh, so yeah. fair. Sorry? Firm but fair and gave good direction. Fun. Yeah. How do you make it fun? Yeah, that's that's the key. So it gave me a lot of lessons, actually. Yes. And speaking of fun, what is it that you do for fun? Yeah, uh, I love casual dinner or lunch with friends because I love food. Love food, and I love entertaining people. Uh, hence, I will. I am on the process of writing my second book called Building Relationships Through Food. Oh, awesome! When's that due out? Is there a date? Uh, no, writing a book is like a marathon. It's not a sprint. So whenever <laughs> it finish, it finish. <laughs> As it flows out. Yes, I just go with the flow. And I have another partner uh, writing this book. So yeah, it's a collaboration between two ladies. Oh, how lovely. I look forward to you must uh, we'll come back on the show when you release your book. We can talk about that. So Thank tell you. me, what is it that you do for relaxation? Yeah, um, reality TV shows. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. What one I'm, do you watch? Oh, I'm a sucker for anything like Married at First Sight, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, anything. Well, I guess they're up your alley, aren't they? They're yeah. related to what you do. Yeah. yeah. Love is Blind, for example. Oh, I'm a sucker for those sort of things. <laughs> I've never watched one reality show in my life. Oh, wow. I've watched like a little bit of Big Brother when it first came out and I just went, I didn't get it. <laughs> and I've never, never watched it ever since, never watched any of them. It's like, oh, please put something on that isn't a reality show. <laughs> As my daughter said, Mommy, can we not watch more of your show of much, much, more, more? <laughs> Oh dear. He's fed up of it. <laughs> and I like cooking as well, you know, guided meditation, spa treatments, uh, chiro, osteo, acupuncture sessions. I love those sort of stuff. Yeah. Body works great, right? It's a nice yeah. time to be touched. Oh, love it. Yes. So tell me, how did all your earlier career choices actually lead you to where you are now? Yeah. So my first job ever, um, I was a piano an organ teacher for kids. I was requested by my teacher to to help him uh, in his music school. So uh, yeah, music teacher for kids and then conducting choirs as well. I was asked by someone else. Uh, from this experience, I actually become good in teaching, coaching, and group crowd control. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because in my coaching now, say, for example, I teach couples how to massage each other, you know, for relaxation and intimacy. Yep. So um, it all applies. So thank God for the um, previous experiences. Actually, yeah, I uh, it continues on in, in a different form. That's the breadcrumbs that lead to where we are, aren't they? We can always look back and see that trail of breadcrumbs. Nice. Nice way of putting it. Yeah, nothing is happenstance. Yeah. So um, what drove you then into the field that you're doing with couples, relationship counselling, helping singles with men, their broken heart, and what mm. motivates you to stick with it? Well, obviously, uh, through my self-healing journey, I 
seek the help of um, a couple of therapists, uh, went to self-development seminars, went back to college to study counseling and life coaching. And uh, then I found the calling whereby I would be a coach and my niche would be in relationships. So I'm really, really grateful of my past relationship. There's no regrets, lots to learn. And it really silver lining is it becomes my profession. Like how good is that? It's often the way, isn't it? When you make something good out of something that wasn't so great. Yes, I love it. It is a source of my inspiration, definitely. Wonderful. So where can people find you if they want to know more about your business and how you can help them, Ingrid? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can find me on social media, you know, uh, Kayangan Relationship Coaching on Facebook, Kayangan Wellness on Instagram, um, on LinkedIn. Uh, you can check out my website, which is uh, behind me uh, right here, www.kayangan.com.au. And then you can request a free chat with me. So half an hour free chat um, about your relationship issues. And then we'll uh, see whether we're a good match to work with each other or not. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And thanks again for coming on the show today, Ingrid. It's been such a great pleasure talking to you. And thank you for being so candid and open about the experiences of your life. And thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. So, and thank you to everyone who's watching today. It's always so hard to say goodbye. So please make sure that you subscribe to the channel or give us a thumbs up, a bit of a like. And we'd love it if you would leave a comment today and just tell us what it is that you found valuable from the conversation that we've had with Ingrid and maybe what um, obstacle it's actually helping you to overcome that you're currently facing. So thanks again for joining us today and we'll put all of Ingrid's details up at the end of the show and that's it for today. So we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.